What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dev Otaku Podcast. I am Jay. Yeah. Jamie. And this is the show where three developers from across the world get together to talk about the anime that they are going through together and enjoying, which is Cowboy Bebop. And I'm just going to say it. I'm hoping that this is the best episode because we are finally getting to meet my favorite character in the entire show. I am so glad. But, of course, this is a spoiler cast, so if you have not seen Episode 9... Jamie, what's the title of Episode 9? Jamming with Edward. Exactly. Um, If you haven't seen Episode 9 yet, please take a moment to do so as our DJ Saeed plays his... Uh, one of his tracks, which, by the way, I haven't said this enough. If you like the music that you hear on this podcast, go over to Saeed's SoundCloud Bandcamp, support him, because um, this is stuff like that's super easy to find on YouTube. And I was nervous reaching out to him, but when I did, said, "Hey, you know, we're doing podcasts on Cowboy Bebop. We'd really love to use some of your tracks." He was just like go for it and in fact send me a link so i can check it out myself because i love this show so i i really just want you guys to go out support him i have before i think it's like i think for like 20 bucks you can get like his entire discography on Bandcamp. like and he does a bunch of good stuff not just cowboy bebop stuff he does a bunch of stuff from all over whether it's guitar electronic stuff it's all really good but enough about that Let's uh, get ready for the spoiler break for episode 9. Alright, so... What do we all think about Ed? Ed is Ed. Favorite character. Hmm? <laughs> Favorite Absolutely. Character. 100%. Like... Ed just has fun with life. and It's great. And a hacker... Ed, Ed is like... It, which, by the way, Ed is a girl. Mm. That is... <laughs> Took them all. Yes. <laughs> I do like that right at the end. Wait. Oh, yeah, Wait, girl. Six foot tall booty The description of Radical Edward. Oh, my goodness. So good. Like, <laughs> Ed, Ed is a, like, 12, 13-year-old girl. That is mm-hmm. a hacking phenom. I wouldn't even. I don't even. Well, did they ever say how old? How old she was? No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, she may no. not even be that old. I, I just. I'm just thinking like this is hilarious because she is just so so chill about everything. Like, like hey, and and she just loves the bebop. Like. That was the one thing that I didn't understand is how does she know all of this? I mean, I know that she could probably like look and review like the casework, but it's almost like it was like literally they were like making episodes and putting them out. And then like Watanabe got like a fan letter from like a girl named Edward that was like, yo, I absolutely love this show and I'd love to be a part of the cast. And I love Faye and I love this about her and I love Spike and Jet and these things about them. Like she just knew everything everything about uh the bebop crew she did as well like did you notice that she had um she uh the the first little the little model that she flies about 
is designed to look like the Bebop. Yeah. She is a Bebop fan. It's, it's mad. It's brilliant. And it's, yeah. And it, it's just so weird because, like, we we have this idea about, like, all of the bounty, like, all of the bounties, they, like, talk to Spike and Jet and they don't know who they are. And they're like, oh, you're a bounty hunter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I remember that in the last, like, in episode eight, they're like, wait, you're a bounty hunter? A bounty and it's hunter, like, huh? dude, <laughs> did you not see him, like, <laughs> kick all those people? Like, and then, like, I don't know. It's, but, I mean, she has, she has, like, a, like, just full knowledge of, like, everything that they've been up to. And, and she is just so excited to work with them and wants to, uh, and, and I wonder, like, maybe we are inflecting, like, her love for the Bebop may not have been, like, I love everything they do. It may have been ulterior motive. It may have been, like, I can use them to get off of Earth. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Earth, in this episode, Earth has seemed to be a bit of a, Bit of a dump, really, isn't it? There's not really much going on. Well, and we, we kind of learn about, like, how how Earth came to be that way, too, with the gate the gate mm. incident. Yeah, but it seems like Earth is just, like, the last hope. Like, when you can't even afford basic necessities or whatever. Kind of. Honestly, not going to lie, the whole hustling of the kids reminded me of New York. And I was just like, <laughs> they put New York on a planet by itself. <laughs> I like the, um, the the souvenirs. Spike's like, <laughs> you two make a yeah, bring me back couple. a souvenir. I'll expect a souvenir from planet Earth. Right, and I was like, souvenir? Have you never been to Earth or something? And the, and mm. the thing is, the treats are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of, like, Spike's whole attitude towards the missions that he likes and doesn't like, it's like, hey, we've got this thing where we just, we've got to get intel and investigate. And he's like, uh, it sounds like too much work. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but then it's yeah, like. Because he's used to running in and losing the person. That's why. Yeah. That's what he likes. But then he's like, yeah, he likes when people are chasing him and his life is on the line, which is stupid. Or mm. whenever it's like, hey, you got to go in and manually control, you got to manually shift, and, you know, turn off a satellite and, and you mm. know, risk getting burned to death. Like that's, it's just interesting that like I don't, I don't want to say that Spike has a death wish, but I just feel like, I feel like. Spike does not care for himself. He doesn't want to die, but at the same time, it's like the fact that this thing might kill him is kind of intriguing to him. And and I remember like when we go back to, I want to say it was like episode five or five or six, something around there when he meets, you know, he sees Vicious again. They talk about that. They talk about, yo, you used to be, you used to be wild, like you used to not care and want to go out and, and, you know, basically if it was dangerous, you were there. And I feel like Spike still has that in him. Like he, he wants to be on the ground with the person with the guns. He doesn't want to be the person gaining intel. I think that's why he and Jet work so well together. Jet doesn't want to get into the fight. Jet wants to use his connections 
and his knowledge to easily secure someone, whereas Spike is like, yo, I'll take a punch to the face. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess if you put it that way, Faye's the middle girl. <laughs> She's up for like... Guys, Faye, Faye is the sane one. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, like this... This episode, I just thought, is is so hilarious. But we have to address the elephant in the room. The uh, that is not how the internet works. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I don't it's know. A, it's a series of tubes, isn't it? Yeah, it's a series of tubes. It's not. It's not an ocean. I mean, how how dare they put fish next to Twitter? I mean, fish, birds. That that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> And there clearly weren't enough cats as well. (laughs) Also true. (laughs) Oh, man. And and it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, there's some fish swimming. Oh, what is this? What is this satellite? Let me. (laughs) Yeah. And, And I've learned. So if you just use emojis in your passwords, you can break into anything. That's it. That's it. Well, I mean, doesn't doesn't uh, slightly Devi related topic, but doesn't Swift support emoji for the um, you could type emoji in as part of your variable names? I'm sure you can. Yes, um, I think Python does too now. Oh, fuck! It's like I think it's like well, it's like a whole Unicode thing. Well, yeah, it's part of the Unicode standard, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, it should so work. any any language that supports Unicode should be able to support emojis yeah that's mad <laughs> yeah anyway i like that there was use of emojis made it feel um up to date-ish because <laughs> like there's no way a weather satellite is programmed to get turned on randomly if nobody's like messing with it well i'm nasa wouldn't allow that <laughs> i'm just wondering like this whole idea of like hey we're gonna build an ai and then put it in a weather satellite and equip it with lasers <laughs> well i mean you've seen <laughs> to bring it back slightly to the real world you've seen how like microsoft and apple are pushing for machine learning for everywhere so why not <laughs> but with lasers <laughs> especially I mean... especially lasers that can pierce like the atmosphere go down into like dirt and create crop circles <laughs> sounds like essential weather equipment to me <laughs> oh man and they and they wonder why, why they the, blew yeah. up they you know blew up a piece of the moon and, and some other or not a piece i'm mixing i'm mixing cowboy bebop in assassination <laughs> classroom now <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, like man. you have the gate explosion and it causes like <laughs> rock showers. That's that's ridiculous. Like if we ever get to that point, like I'm just giving up on the human race. <laughs> like we have screwed up the environment so much that it rains rocks. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the, the future is just filled with really irresponsible people. All those all those carbon emissions. Yep, yep sounds about right. Yeah, they solidified and became boulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
but yeah, like I wanted, I wanted to take a second to outline some of the uh, the hacking equipment that Ed uses, like her uh, her nineteen eighties fax machine. <laughs> it's old school. Like uh, I forgot when the hackers movie came out. I think like early nineties. Oh, uh, hacks literally yeah. what it reminds yeah. me of. Yeah, hack the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just remember but... that Shaggy you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> But the crazy thing is, right, I don't know what it's like over, over there in the States, but at least over here in the UK, some businesses still use fax machines. Yes, and it's frustrating. So, yeah, they still use it here. You know, if it's if it still works. Like, um, wasn't it two or three years ago that they'd announced that they were going to upgrade one of the core machines in the Pentagon to take it off of Windows 95? And that makes sense because it's clearly been left alone. For a very specific reason. So, and, you know, they need to upgrade it. Here's where the military knowledge kicks in. I have worked, like, in 2010, I have worked on machines, and I can't, I can't really specify much more than that, that were still running Windows 95. And the reason they do that is because a lot of that software are, is built using con- the contract system. So they basically say, hey, we need a program that does this. And then they basically put out like a request for a contract. And then a bunch of developers like put in their bids for them and the government picks one and they pay them like millions of dollars. Like government contracts are literally the most lucrative way for businesses to like make money. The mm-hmm. pro- It's such a better job marketing the government. Yes. <laughs> the, I can... the problem is those companies, if they go out of business... Or if they lose the contract, it costs two to three times more to go in and revise that software. Like, if, like, oh, hey, we're sorry. We need to hire you again to do this thing. We need you. Instead of saying you need us, they now charge billions and trillions of dollars to fix things like that. And oh, sure. I, yeah. Yeah. So like it, they just go, Hey, you know what? We, Microsoft is going to charge us, you know, $15 billion a year to support this archaic architecture. Sure. Whatever. That's a whole lot cheaper than it is to update this software and, and get it into like a windows 10, you know, platform. Oh, definitely. Um, one of my first ever programming, uh, jobs, out of uni was at a company that did um, compliance testing for hardware stuff. So if you release something that uses, say, Bluetooth, then it has to adhere to uh, whatever that local government standards on radio waves are. So, you know, you have a certain amount of bleed over into the frequencies and stuff. So using that as an example, if you wanted to release something in the UK, there are specific frequency bands that you cannot go into because they used for, say... The emergency services, or for uh, the Hawaii missile test system, to be. <laughs> exactly right. So, so what they so the problem with that is that all of the test hardware is as old as the standard, and I don't know whether you're aware, but Bluetooth has been a thing since the very early nineties. Like the standard was first sort of written in the early nineties. So all of the hardware that tests it is you know 1992 1993 hardware so you're talking pre-windows 95 so when you go into this really high-tech lab that has the latest and greatest technology on the front 
you go and test your device in a chamber in the back that needs a floppy disk to store the test results on that runs a version of a DOS-based operating system that is running an application in a text-based interface. And then you go and put those results into a big flashy modern uh, you have to then yeah you have to then buy a usb floppy disk drive to be able to extract the contents of the test results to put them into the document to send to whoever the customer is but that's because it, it you know it works like the hardware works so why bother replacing it and they're written in ascii exactly right and no one knows no one oh sorry very few people have the knowledge to replicate that now with modern technology so, you know, and and I, I think I that totally understand. I mean, I think that speaks to the idea of of what where Earth stands in the form. Because, I mean, literally in the last episode, we watched two people transfer money using a Pokedex that you put, you know, credit cards in. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what it looked like. And then here you've got Ed walking around with the fax machine and like an RC car controller that she's been able to hack to like control ships. <laughs> by the same token though, and I think I'm going to come across as a hipster now, but by the same token though, um, sometimes buying old pieces of hardware, if you have the time uh, to put the investment in, sometimes buying an old piece of hardware like that, it's fun to play with if you're in sort of the tech space. Oh, yeah. You know, so like uh, um, I've been looking into buying a, a Motorola 68K, which is, you know, the CPU that everything used in the 80s, just to see what I could build with it. Because when I was at college, so I guess the equivalent of the final two years of high school um, in the States, um, when I was at college, we were given this, um, this uh, board with a motorola 68k on it and a bunch of software and told go make it do something with assembler and that's your that's your project for the next two years so it'd be cool to see whether i still have any of that knowledge but then again i guess that makes me sound like a hipster but then old things are coming back into fashion i know that in the uk you can buy um music on cassette tapes again uh, we're not, because why not we're just we're just vinyl <laughs> ah okay maybe we're ahead a little bit in being behind i have cassettes I'm also like an old soul stuck in a 24-year-old body, so <laughs> um, have a record player, set player, and stuff at the crib. I mean, I still have cassettes from when I was younger, but like you can buy new albums on cassette. It's mad. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, Sonny Walkman <laughs> right? lives, in, lives in Chelsea. But I guess it's... <laughs> yeah, right. It kind of goes to like, I don't know, getting into tech when everybody has the Mac, right? Mm. And you're broke and you have a Windows machine. You go up and you're like, hey... Why is it that all the older people have Macs? And they're just like, because we grew up on Linux mm. and like Linux type systems. And no, Unix. it's and I, that's what Mac is based off of. And like, we don't want to change because why fix what's not I, I can truly <laughs> answer that for you. It's because, no, we're OK with getting into debt and <laughs> we don't want to use Windows because Windows used to be bad, even though now it's well, I mean, it. I don't know. I, I, I've used Windows in the last year. Everyone says it's better. They just bought GitHub. I'm, I'm not like too concerned about GitHub, but at the same time, I'm still, I still have my little prejudice against, you know, Windows buying stuff or Microsoft buying stuff. 
but like uh, I don't know. It's it's just that thing. Like it's cool to own Mac devices. It's cool to own cassette players now. It's cool to own record players. People buy them because they want to be cool, so they can put it up on Instagram. But now I'm the old soul. <laughs> I'm the old with your with your Instagrams and the Facebook and the and the Twitter Pac-Man video games and MTV. Your dang video, <laughs> your video games. <laughs> oh man! But like I think that's what makes Ed so cool is that she doesn't have a lot, and she's able to do a lot with the little that she has, and. Including talking to artificial intelligence. Like I love, I love how it's like, hey, we don't know why the satellite did this. Oh well, let me just hack into it and let's have a conversation with the satellite and find out. And she knew, like she she knew the answer to it when everyone else was like, how are people hacking into this thing and making it do things? And she was like, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that goes into, like, her whole, like, free-spirited thing. Like, she's just kind of using tech to explore life, I guess is a good way to put it. So when it was happening, she was like, oh, like, this is interesting. Let me see why this is happening and, like, I guess how to fix it if it is a problem type of thing. Like, I enjoy at the end if you looked at Earth as it was spinning around. (laughs) (laughs) It's a smiley face. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, did she do that right before it went down? Like, <laughs> I think she definitely did that before it went down. I would I would question, though, the, the one question that I did have about Ed is what, when you're working with someone that young, when you're working with someone who who has these ideals, it's really hard to explain the consequences of those things like I remember being you know a teenager and just wanting to do things and do things and not thinking about like okay what are going to be the side effects of doing this thing um I know she's she's too young to care all about that stuff but the adult in me wonders like okay did anyone realize that three adults just kidnapped a little kid (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even if they were kind of forced to, like, but then also, like, Ed is, like, Ed is on on her own. Like, she doesn't have anybody around, and I'm like, what, how does that work? Like, how do you, how do you get put in that position? And, and that's what, that's what makes me, like, really like Ed as a character, because there's so much wrapped around her that's unknown, and I, I, I want to answer it. Like, I, I want to figure it out. Like, why does she love the Bebop so much? Why, does she, why doesn't she have a family? Like, why, you know, how did she get all of these, you know, abilities to hack? What do the smiley faces mean? Why does the smiley face hate Ayn? Because Ayn is a really smart dog. And you would think that the two would get along great. <laughs> like, there, there's just, there's so many questions that she presents that I don't have the answers to. And like I just wonder like what was what was the inspiration for her character? So I've taken the outlook of stop wondering with Bebop and just let shit. Stop happen. wondering and watch the show. 
because if you wonder then like logic kicks in and then there won't be any logic later so you just got to be hopeful that the story develops so it's pretty much like like i had questions but then i was like no self we're not going to ask these questions because eventually there's going to be like another question and some logic that's not going to add up so we'll just see and hopefully they develop her story a little more hmm okay what about you, Jamie? Have you abandoned all all hope of logic? <laughs> uh, not yet, um, but I will soon. <laughs> um, with the next couple of episodes, I think, without giving too much away, but I think it's uh, which one is it? There's a there's another episode that um, that takes place exclusively on the bebop, and they don't go anywhere. That's where I abandon logic, <laughs> specifically for that episode. Oh no. So I I think the last question that I had was regarding AI. So there's this, there's this general idea and this is actually kind of a current event thing. Um, Back in the early nineties, early two thousands, there was this idea of, of reaching a singularity where all of a sudden you have AI with, Con, like an actual conscious like hey they're they're able to make decisions they're able to think and learn and like even though they do it differently than us it's not too different um and you have this ai that says i did this thing because i was lonely like what First of all, who in their right mind programs emotions into robots? I'm just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think I think we need empathizing robots. I think that would be great. But, like, a side effect of that is loneliness. Like, hmm, you're supposed to be a weather satellite. Why do you, I mean, it's in space. Like, you would think, like, we're going to give this person emotions. Well, but they're alone in space. It would get lonely up there. <laughs> yeah, but they'll talk to us all the time. Yeah, but there's no one around. Like, <laughs> I think, like, just based off of current day robotics, whatever that is, um, it makes sense that this would be a thing. You know, like, hey, let's this automate is a weather satellite. this one satellite. So no one has even thought of checking it. They were then the boundary is clear. not on a person. This is just a it's normal weather satellite. satellite. What didn't make sense is why there's lasers on a weather satellite. That was crazy. But, like, the whole... Um, like emotions thing i think that's fairly you know simple like hey we created this thing that works on its own right oh we're making improvements so let's let's just throw in some emotions with our improvement but let's not remember that we have this like satellite floating in the sky that we're sending this code to (laughs) right like let's not remember that because that's not Let's, let's forget the password i mean i guess the password would be hard to remember if it's all emojis well, yeah. <laughs> I wonder whether it's um, so. Uh, one of the big things that we're that we're facing at the minute, with especially with the media looking into machine learning, is they're saying, you know, what if, what if it becomes self-aware? You know, what if this uncanny valley idea? How do we make sure that it won't hurt people? Well, we'll have to make it kind of human anyway. Give it emotions. So I wonder whether that happened. No, no, I see an eye robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so long as it can blink, it, yeah, wink even, then that's fine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But like, I wonder whether um, emotions were included as like a 
basic property of the operating system, as it were, for whatever they built the the uh, the the weather station on, and it's just because it's included anyway. It has these emotions. So like when you create a you know you bring in a standard library of functions. What if emotions were part of the standard machine learning AI library, and somebody just never thought, oh, I better turn that off. And it, it's it's so hilarious that, you know, you have that, but then you also have, I was lonely and I remembered watching the crop circles get made. So I wanted to make, I wanted to just draw, <laughs> like, like, dog, you got lasers, like shoot a bunch of rocks or something. Don't shoot the earth. <laughs> Don't shoot the planet. <laughs> yeah, that was like. Why, like you said earlier, why was a weather satellite given lasers? So it could draw when it got lonely. Oh yeah, of course, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but no, all in all, I mean, this. I'm just excited that Ed's finally on the Bebop now, and now yeah. I want. I'm ready for the adventures to, to ensue and I I like really wonder like how much of a role like she plays and I'm saying all of this from the perspective of I've seen this before but some of the parts are still a little blurry but if I remember correctly Kiara you've never watched Cowboy Bebop before this so what are your predictions for for Ed's role in the Bebop Ed's gonna be the adult at the end of the day, um, I've already made this decision. I've accepted it. Uh, she's going to be like second in command to Jet. But I also think that somehow, some way, based off like the kind of sappy preview, she's going to mean something more to Jet than she does Spike and Faye. Yeah, I, I definitely Ooh. wonder what... But they're like one of the same. So like Jed is low key also in hacker. He just did it legally. So <laughs> I just I wonder I mean, what I wonder there. if Jet had a family. Cause I mean he had this previous life and he had to not necessarily run from it, but he had to kind of leave it behind. I wonder what else he left behind. I also find it interesting that um Spike apparently doesn't like kids dogs and women with attitudes but i'm just like didn't you grow up around women with attitude and kids (laughs) maybe some dogs i don't know it could just be me well well and and then here's the here's here's the the final question before we wrap it up so they brought back the hot shot but only for a split second i'm telling you it's going off the air getting canceled <laughs> did not get picked up for another season uh it said it said something about you know president's aides about you know their their lineage or something oh wait no i'm sorry i'm thinking of roseanne current events my bad um <laughs> but but this idea that they say at the end they're like we can't Award the bounty because an AI is not a living creature. I would have, I would have just literally turned that satellite back on and had it like burn, <laughs> like the <laughs> office down. Because, <laughs> because it's like, it's obviously causing destruction. 
it's obviously causing problems down on Earth. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a big deal. You wouldn't have put a bounty out on it if it wasn't a big deal. And they fixed the problem. Like, they pick, they fixed the problem actually in the best possible way. It's like, hey, the satellite is no longer going to shoot things with lasers, but we also were able to preserve the satellite's persona in this file so that it can be re-uploaded and sent somewhere where it could be useful. But they decide, like, oh, we're not going to pay. And so I have two questions. One, what is your thought on that? Like, in a world where there is a singularity, where the AI are self-aware, are they considered living? And then two, if an AI does something wrong and is brought to justice, should the bounty system include that of the artificial intelligence as well? I think they should have got it just because they aided in shutting it down, if nothing else. Definitely. Um, that's the only like place that I found flaw in it. But like past that, yeah, if it's just a normal robot, then it's not that important. But this one was clearly causing destruction, which is a whole reason you put up a bounty. So you shouldn't renege after you get what you asked for. Again, I've seen iRobot. So. <laughs> <laughs> the show title and we've also we've all seen we've seen life. this <laughs> we've seen this happen as well though with um with i mean we just discussed it uh in the previous episode you know we, we've seen this happen with um with mom and the eco warriors or the eco terrorists or whatever as soon as they had the person you know they were like oh don't worry about it no it's fine we you know the the governments aren't very um stable i guess with their bounties as long as it's not someone who's too high profile or could cause too much of an issue then they don't have a problem with just abandoning the uh the the bounty that they placed on that person it feels so i can kind of see you know why they've done it um but i totally disagree with with what they did because like you said you know it's it's a system a a it, it, depending on whether you want organic or not, it is still a an evolving system that can change over time that is causing an issue and could be a threat to to to, to life. So, and there is an an amount of effort required to go in and deal with this problem. So, and that's what that's what the Bebop crew did. They went in and they dealt with it, and they put their you know put their backsides on the line, and they put the effort in to fix this problem. And then somebody comes along and goes, actually, no, that wasn't a problem. You know. So yeah, I, I completely disagree with what what they, what the the hotshots or the 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 governments or whatever decided to do. So for me, as someone who does coaching and does consulting, I have learned <laughs> that it is not my job to give you the answer to whatever problem you have. It is my responsibility and my job to help you come to the solution. Whether whether they're my words that give you that problem or give you that solution, like just point blank, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I say Z for our British friends. I'm kidding. I always say Z. My wife hates it. <laughs> but Or if it's me just asking the right questions mm-hmm. that lead to the answer, I would I would really be upset if... 
I took my time out to help someone come up with an answer. And they were just like, well, you know, I kind of came up on this, came up on the, with the answer and not yeah. you. So I don't really have to pay you. And like that, that works in no place ever. <laughs> I mean, that's like as a developer, like, or if you're like a developer consultant, if someone says, hey, we want help building this application and you tell them, well, this really isn't a good application to be built, you're still going to get paid for that, <laughs> you know? Even though even though no application was made, you would still get paid for your time. And I think that's... While I, while I definitely think that, I think that also they're bounty hunters. They're not... They're self-employed. They're not working for the government. If the government says we only pay for these kinds of things, they can choose not to help them. As screwed up as that sounds, they can choose not to go after it. The government did not ask for their help. So as much as, you know, I, I say all these things now about like how, yeah, if I, if mm. I do work, I expect to get paid for the work that I do, even if it That's doesn't true. result in That's something true. tangible, I also mm. feel like, well... Faye better be demanding a paycheck, which we know she will. And Spike better be demanding a paycheck. And and maybe even Ed. Ed, I think, should demand a paycheck, too. But at the end of the day, like, it sucks, mm. but is what it is. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up our, our thoughts on this episode. The actual story itself was just filler. I mean, it, the, the big deal was like, hey, let's introduce Ed and get her yeah. on the Bebop. Um, I think we covered that really well. Can we just take a moment to just just um, appreciate the 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 wonderful description yes. that that the Earthlings give Jet as you know <laughs> Radical Edward's profile is he's a seven foot tall ex football pro Hindu guru drag queen alien. <laughs> That's Very it's nice. just amazing. I mean, I don't know what it is in the in the Japanese dub, but. Uh, the English. No, stuff, that, that's... that's exactly what. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like ex-pro footballer, <laughs> like ninja hacker. <laughs> maybe that's where the phrase "ninja developers" came. Maybe from. that's it. Maybe that's it. Yet another one of Watanabe's um, uh, advancements of uh, human everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you would continue to uh, check us out, leave us reviews on iTunes um, and anywhere else that will let you. And, um, of course, head over to, to devotaku.com. We have uh, a blog there. We, we share some of our favorite anime, some other stuff that we're watching. And also check out our Patreon. Like, this, this is a passion project. This is something that we do because we enjoy doing it. It gives us a break from the ones and zeros. And it literally just, you know, it's fun. It's it's three people who who enjoy spending time with each other, being able to sit down and talk about something that they all enjoy. And I am super excited uh, for the upcoming episodes. I'm super excited for once the season is over, moving on to the next show. Uh, we've we've got to start figuring that out. We are uh, about a third of the way through the bebop uh arc and i know that it's gonna it's gonna move quickly 
Like we're going to be looking back going, wow, that went fast. So, but we need your help with that. So if you head over to devataku.com slash Patreon, you can become a patron and help us support uh, the Devataku podcast and the Devataku website. And it, I mean, it doesn't take much. Uh, you know, if, if 20 of you donate a dollar a month, that will literally cover all of our expenses for the the month-to-month costs on the podcast and website. And of course, once we hit our first stretch goal, we're going to um, open up that Facebook group. We will actually get on Facebook to talk with you. Um, and it doesn't have to be Facebook. So if you've got a, a better idea of where you want that to be, let us know. And uh, we'll see what we can do about helping that. But if you want to talk to us about your thoughts on this episode, leave a comment um, on the website or you can reach out to us on social media. Um, for me, I would just say go to kjmiller, K-J-A-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R, dot github.io. Um, there you'll find links to all my social media stuff on Twitter and micro.blog. Um, and then Kiera? Uh, yeah, so all my stuff is on kiera.com, which is K-E-H-E-I-R-A.com. Uh, there's links to like Medium since I post there a lot now and Instagram and all that fun stuff. And Jamie? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you head over to gaprogman.com, G-A-P-R-O-G-M-A-N.com, I've got links to all the stuff there. There's the, the blog, there's Devotaku, which you should totally check out. There's Twitter, the you know, all that kind of stuff. You can figure out a way of getting in touch with me if you need to get in touch with me. So that's a place to go to find out what I'm doing. All right, and of course, you can go to devotaku.com for more information. And if you want to follow along with this and you don't want to become a patron, that's perfectly cool. Leave us a review. Um, or if you want to buy the Cowboy Bebop set, use one of the links in our show notes. That way you don't have to pay extra, but we get a little kickback from that. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. I am Jay. Here. And I'm Jamie. And I'm so glad Ed is here. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see y'all later, Space Cowboy. Bye.